0: Hello and welcome to this episode of The Musician's Journey. I'm Ragnhild, an emerging freelance cellist residing in Stockholm, Sweden. This is a podcast where I'm talking to a number of very diverse people who lands in the musician category. This is about their journey as musicians and how we differ and how much we are alike. This is also about my journey as a freelance cellist. This episode marks the end of a two-year period since I started this podcast, which was triggered by quitting my job and starting to build a life as a musician in this city where I hardly knew any other musicians at all. The podcast came from a place of wanting to share the existence of my fellow musicians. Since I had so many friends who were already well established in their careers, not here though, but in other places in the world, who I could ask all my questions. As time went by, I started to also reach out to people I'd never met, and people I'd never met would also start to reach out to me. The questions I ask the guests reflect something about my current whereabouts regarding my freelance career. When I'm upset about taxes, for example, I'll be venting a bit of my frustration about that and when I've gotten a new perspective on social media or something, I'll be bringing it up with whoever I'm talking to at the time. You can support this podcast via ko-fi.com slash The Musicians Journey Podcast. You can give a donation or post a comment on an episode, and the link is in the show notes. Before I introduce the guest of the day, I want to say that I have now made a cello chorus online on my website, regnilvesenberg.com, which I am super happy about. It consists of video tutorials, currently 25 of them, covering a wide range of topics which includes the very basics of cello playing and practice for the beginner cellist, as well as increasingly more material for the intermediate learner. If you are interested in this, or if you know someone who might be interested in this, there is a 15% discount with the code TMJP which is short for the Musician's Journey podcast, at checkout. And you'll find a link to the course in the show notes. The second recommendation I have for you today is an online platform that I've been a part of since it started in the summer of 2022. It's the initiative of Miles Hansen and Bill Small and it's called The Box. It's an online community for you who are working a lot on your own and would like the help of like-minded others to get your projects finished. You can read more at theboxworkshop.com and with the code CELLO in capital letters you'll get 30% off your first month And the third recommendation for today is the playlist I've put together with music by the guests who have been here and who have music on Spotify. The playlist is called The Musician's Journey Podcast and it's a great place to start if you want to listen to music you never heard before and which would not be likely to just show up on its own. There is an ocean out there of artists who make truly inspiring music but who just don't have those thousands of listeners that they deserve. And hey, when you find an artist that you like, why don't you see if you can show them your support in a way that suits you? You can purchase their music via their website, you can engage with them in social media, you can leave a comment on their website if that's possible, You can share your discovery with a friend and take a look at their upcoming gigs and see if you can actually see them perform live. Okay, end of recommendations. Today, I'm speaking to Chad Lewine. I wasn't feeling upset about taxes on this particular occasion, Um, rather I was curious to look into the statements he's written on his website which includes a brave mission to heal the music industry.
1: I'm in love, but I won't let you know this. Let go of it, and do my thing. And I know you come back like a boomerang. I let go of it, do my thing, and I know you come back like a boomerang. Like a boomerang, a boomerang, a boomerang, Let go of it, do my thing, and I know you come back to me like a boomerang.
0: edit a lot, so don't worry.
1: <laughs> I'm not worried. I was just going to make sure my hair looked okay, and I put a shirt, a sweatshirt on.
0: All right. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I see you're uh, topless a lot in your videos, so you're not too shy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Am I?
1: Wait, what videos? Like, only, like cross the cross video
0: yeah i guess okay so maybe one i'm just exaggerating yeah. i didn't i didn't look at i didn't look at all your videos i didn't have the time for that
1: but yeah Yeah, that was 10 years ago <laughs> uh,
0: are you a little more shy now with age
1: not shy just not using sex to sell oh. that's, how... all it was. that's all that it was it was just my <laughs> attempt at like doing what i thought the industry wants
0: okay and did it work
1: I mean it would've if I had an audience, but it's it's kinda arbitrary.
0: Uh, I mean,
1: how do you pronounce your name?
0: Ranghill. What? Say it again? Uh the English version tends to be Ragnhild.
1: Okay, but you but I can I can say it properly. What is it?
0: Ranghill. Langhill? Yeah. That's nice. That's great. Okay. Yes. Uh so now you're uh, you're trying to sell music without the sex factor. How is that going?
1: Well, what's the what's the rubric, right? What is the <laughs> what is the what is the r- goal? How is it going? I mean, I haven't I'm not reached the point that I want to reach, but I'm starting to. I'm starting to get the uh momentum that I wanted that I've always wanted because I finally like have aligned with myself and not what they tell me to do
0: wow who are they
1: they right um i talk about they a lot in my music and in life in general uh they is anyone the 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 oppressor the the voice in your head the authority figure it's really the authority figure the dogma the bureaucratic leader the person who's like, this is how it's been, and this is how it should be, and this is what you need to do, and whatever you... This is wrong, and this is right. The person who's saying that, that's who they is.
0: Right. Well, Chad, it's really nice to meet you and uh, have you on. I... The first question I wrote down today was, how did you start your day today? <laughs>
1: Great question. Well, today... I was up a little late last night, later than normal. So I started my day with a banana and peanut butter. Always got to have raw... The first thing to hit the stomach should be raw. That's just, you know, a human thing that a lot of people don't know. You don't want to put hot sausage in your stomach the first thing after waking up. That's That's not healthy.
0: What happens then?
1: I mean... That it like like the, the stomach needs to be warmed up like uh needs to be warmed up literally because it's nothing's been in there, and if you put a bunch of crap in there the first thing it's gonna feel you're gonna feel it you're just gonna feel bad like all the oil and and heat and and fat that amer- i'm talking about american basically american breakfast american breakfast American hot breakfast is so not healthy <laughs> you can do it right, but if you if you like you have to use good ingredients, but most people, if they throw in, like, a Jimmy Dean's or whatever, like, frozen sausage sandwich, that's h- horrible for you first thing in the morning. Without anything first. But, so I started with that, and then I had a plant-based sausage bowl, which is, and then, uh, I didn't do much, because I, I just did a little bit of work. I I've been on Instagram, like, all morning, and now I'm here. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, I also uh, spent some time on Instagram this morning and it didn't feel really good. So uh, this afternoon I was thinking to myself, I'll start something new, which is to think one a day as a concept. So rather than looking at a bunch of different posts, I will focus on one that really appeals to me and I will take the time to look at what are they trying to say with this post and how can i make a valuable comment to this post and i will uh, i will see how that goes because because i mean the challenge with that would be i would feel like i'm missing out on the posts i'm not looking at then but i you know i'm it doesn't feel good to spend a lot of time and then afterwards I'm just a bit numb. I can't even remember what I did. So this will be my uh, new thing for the coming week or so. One a day. So maybe one on Instagram, one on Facebook, one on whatever else I'm looking at. TikTok
1: sick. TikTok sick.
0: I am actually not there. I saw a new website. You don't seem to be a fan of TikTok, but are you using it?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: You're using it, but you're criticizing it.
1: Uh huh. You have to use it. I mean, you have to use it. If you, if you, especially if you're as a musician, especially as an artist, singer, songwriter, you have to use it if you want to have a presence. But I'm not gonna. I'm still gonna speak out on how it's toxic and it brought on a whole new wave of. Well, I'm. I actually spoke about this. I've speaking. I've spoken about this before, and I want to keep speaking about it. That. In the beginning TikTok I couldn't even go on it. It was so toxic with just sarcasm and self-deprecating humor and empty dan- like the dances whatever. They're just all like sheep mentality. It created this sheep mentality and I stayed off of it for a while and then only in the past like year have I really got on it because it is just it's it's a, it's like well, it's an evil thing that you have to do if you're in the music. I've, I stay away from as much as I can in the music industry. The stuff that you know you're supposed to do, like sell your soul and all that. But there's TikTok inherently. The idea is okay, is good. But the people that control it, you know, the people that control anything like that are, unfortunately, nowadays all about the money and they don't care about the people that they don't care about the end user and the mental health that comes with it. But TikTok is really good at giving you what you like. I'll give them that. Their algorithm is the best they'll give. They are scarily good at knowing what you want to see. So, but I just, I pop on. I wish I could not see anything. I wish I could just post my own stuff. I wish I could do that for all social platforms. I'm really trying to get off of all of them. I'm never going to be, I'm not going to be able to now get off of them because I need to be there to build my presence up. But I have been unfollowing, hiding, and like clearing up my feed of anything that is just not gonna not serving me, and that's been helping hmm. uh, my, my mental health.
0: Yes, that's a good one. I also unfollowed someone today. I realized my motive for following them wasn't really worth it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh. That's I exactly like why did I follow this person, and then. Most of the time that I would have been following people, the, the majority of the people that I had followed, or the accounts that I had followed in the past, in the past year, and then for forever, has been on getting attention from me. I'm like, oh, if I follow them, they might follow me back, right? That's the whole old school social media mentality: follow, follow, follow; they follow you back. But that never works out. That never, you never get what you want from following them. And then, especially if their, their posts don't really like resonate with you you're stuck with the, this energy coming through that you don't really want. No. So it's I, was, I, I encourage people to unfollow and hide. Uh, hide posts that you don't like and then unfollow accounts that you know you just don't benefit from.
0: Yes. Now your your website is... Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on the... No, I'm like skipping over some context. So you have been performing... And releasing your own music for many years already. Yes. Are you where you want to be when it comes to career?
1: No. No. Uh, But there was a lot of, I now know many things that were blocking me before. I mean, I have a much broader, bigger, higher perspective mission with music than, than most people. And I think that I had to become who I am today for the universe to like unlock that path because I was really like fighting against, I always had positive intentions with my music, but I was still very egotist, ego driven. And that was coming from a place of lack of self-worth, lack of value, self-value, sense of value. So my ego was just in overdrive and it was like, look at me, I'm so talented. Why, why do I not have a record deal? Why is not, why are people not coming to my shows? Why is nobody helping me with my music? Just doing it on my own, and I wasn't that good at songwriting. I mean, I was good, but I wasn't good enough to where I am today. So that, it, while I'm going through it, I'm really frustrated for like the past ten years. It's really frustrating that I'm not where I want to be. But in the past six months, when I really aligned my intention, like my life, my personal life, with the mission and and the fact that I have to put money into it like that's a that's a big thing that i didn't ever really do i, I put you know pennies comparatively into it for early uh, for most of my career now i'm putting more substantial financial backing behind it and it's going somewhere i also put the brand together i've got the logo i've got the photo shoot i've got the colors i've got the whole marketing package together i've got i know what i want to say i have my tagline like i have everything that a label would do Finally. I all I, I had in the past the performance, the skill, the music, but that's it. I didn't have the marketing package, the business sense, the A&R sense. Like, all the stuff the label does, I didn't really do that. Now, mm-hmm. I have all of it. And I'm kind of just sitting here. And I think podcasts are a good way for me to get exposure because I have something to say that's beyond, way beyond the music. Um, something that is not all artists can really do. So, I think expanding into i'm more of an activist than a musician that's kind of what i have have settled on that i use music to get a message out and that shift in my head has allowed me to think about different ways of promoting it like podcasts like being a guest
0: yeah your website is really interesting I've seen so many musicians' websites, but very rarely one where they describe their mission as an artist. Right. Yeah. Right. So you write, uh, quote, My mission on earth this time around is to protect the vulnerable and lead an effort to heal the mainstream, specifically the music industry. The majority of music being fed to our youth is not only tasteless, but toxic is what you're right. That's yes. already quite a mouthful. What do you think?
1: <laughs> what do you
0: think the mainstream should be healed from?
1: I think that there's a lack of balance in, we'll just use dark, like lightness and darkness, like positive, negative, encouragement, discouragement, um, hugs versus punches, right? It's like water versus liquor or sobriety versus addiction. Like all of the darkness things have a place, and I I spent most of my life, not most, but a good, a good period of my 20s, I spent living in a toxic, positive mindset, just like ignoring all the negative and being like, there don't, we don't, let's get rid of all the bad things in the world and everything will be nice, but I'm, I've come to learn that you, you, I've always known it logically that the universe works because there's darkness and light, there's balance, there's yin and yang, there's male and female, there's, there's duality, but only now have I accepted it through my own personal struggles in the last couple of years. I've accepted that there is darkness in the world and there is a place for that. And it's like, what is darkness? What is, what makes things bad? Our human perspective is what defines good and bad. So let's now I'm leading up to answering the question, but that's what I have realized, which has helped me really be able to answer the question. And the question is what does the music industry need to be healed from? And it needs to be brought back to balance and maybe even a little more like light positive for now, because we've had about fifteen or twenty years of debauchery running the industry and be on the top of the mainstream, like glamorizing all the all the perceived bad stuff, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like that not the rock and roll part, but the, the glamorization of addiction, the glamorization of excess, the all this all the the, the glamorization of violence misogyny all the stuff that is entertaining right now all the stuff that people find entertaining because we're all so we're so asleep and desensitized to it but that's the stuff that needs to be washed over like we've had enough of it it's ha- has a place like it can it exists but and it used to exist behind the explicit label right in the early 90s when the explicit label whenever the explicit label came into play all of that kind of stuff was there was a block there was a filter for vulnerable and highly in high, easily influenced individuals which is mostly children but in general people that just are easily influenced there was a, some control and i think that there was there was maybe too much control in the beginning like people really revolted against the explicit sticker which i'm with but we need it now more than ever we really need to monitor my only in the past couple of days have I put this these words together, but my thing pop for good is really holding the industry morally responsible, morally accountable for what they broadcast and who they broadcast it to. Because there's the people that are at the top of the chain in the business and the top of the charts, they don't care about the end listener and the child who's listening to that not knowing that this is a fantasy. They're they're think like that's the other thing that we're so desensitized to these dark things in media that we i believe as a society have like forgotten that they are real that the dark the drugs and alcohol and and st- violent sex and violence and excess is a real exists in the world it's not just a rapper playing house right it's not just a rapper playing it's not just a performer playing a rapper these are real things that people live with and We've forgotten that, and I, I want to remind people that this is real, and it's toxic, and your your, your energy is being sucked out of you, and you don't even know it. That's a big one, too. Like, we don't realize that our energy is being – we're being preyed upon by the powers that be, and they do it through – they're controlling us with this music. They're controlling us and keeping us down so that they can reap the benefits of the of the good life while we are just – we take whatever they give, we take whatever they give us, and I want to give. If that's the case, which is true, the masses take whatever they're given. I want to give them something positive on a massive scale.
0: And by the music industry, do you mean the actual artists who make that particular music, or uh, those who put together the popular playlists, or who who are they?
1: So they're it's it's person by person, right? I've I've been I'm being very careful not to point fingers at a speci- any specific group or any specific person although there are people that I will point fingers at if I'm asked but it's um it's a good question what was the question it was what is the music industry it's the people it's the industry executives who go out and look for where the money is and don't care about the moral ramifications or obligations those are the people so it's the artist is it's the artist who decides that they're going to say whatever they want even if it's a not a positive thing to cash in on their own success or their own virality their own fame and then the business person who cashes in on that too it's the those two and it's maybe i mean maybe it's the government too i mean i'm all for less government in in ways, but I mean, if if the government put into place the explicit label, maybe it's time for some more regulations on morality. I mean, I know we're getting into like censorship here, but we're talking about mental health, right? We're not talking about suppressing people's art. We're just talking about like monitoring it a little bit more. We're not saying you can't do that. It's just like, let's be more mindful of what we're putting out there on and what scale. Hmm. The music the music executives don't care what they're putting out as long as it's bringing back money.
0: Right. Have you thought of, of uh, going the other direction as well? You know, um, why are people choosing that particular music? What can be done to, you know, in schools or... Uh, wherever else that people get their influences from maybe not mainly school but you know in in the end it is uh, the listener clicks on something and they don't necessarily have to click on something because it's the most popular you know they could be I know this is wishful thinking but what if people were able to make their choices differently (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. How can we do that, you're saying, you're asking?
0: Yeah, it was a question that came to me now that you were thinking, because if the music industry goes for the money, naturally, then if people had other preferences, the money would be elsewhere.
1: Would be there. Exactly. It's, this is lowest common denominator. So the music that's out there right now, pop music has always kind of been lowest common denominator, which is which has been okay to a point, like superficial, right? It's been a bit superficial, but it wasn't. And I mean, I'm contradicting myself. Like, it really wasn't. Like, look at Queen and the depth of this, of of um, Bohemian Rhapsody. The depth and emotions of that song. Where, where did that go, right? Where, like David Bowie and whatever. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. I'm, I'm. He, I love him as a talent, but I'm not. I don't know enough. But like, he had a lot of deep things to say. Prince was just going around a reel – there was a reel of Prince going around that was like – was, he was being asked if he feels responsible as an artist, and he said, yes, I'm responsible. And then he was also asked if he feels that other artists feel they're responsible, and he said no. And that's kind of what we're facing. That – but then going back to the question uh, –
0: how can people's what can, preferences what can we be different? <laughs>
1: yes. What, if people's prep, we have to, you're right, the money will go where the preferences are, is what you're saying. And I yeah. agree. We have, to, we have to remind people, this is good because I haven't thought about it like this in the past before. We've been tra- trained to believe that we are worthless. That we are not going to, that, that we are the, the, the people of the earth and that there are the people on the top. It's, the, it's us and them. And we, there's no going in between and we take whatever they give us because that's just life. Uh, unless you're like someone like me or you or somebody who does break out through the system. But that's a very small amount of people. We have to, it's really just put away the, put away the iPads, right? That's a huge one. The kids these days have way too much access to, it's unfettered access to whatever they find online. There's, you can't control what a kid can like find anymore you can to a point like you can block porn but there's porn on spotify now like did you know that
0: no what do you mean yeah I,
1: there's literally audio porn maybe even video i think there's even pictures on podcast like they're using podcast format to get porn onto spotify Huh. no parental filter right it's it's a it's a I'm going to say it in one sentence, but it's way more than that. It is like we need to, we need to reignite the spirit in the masses. We need to re- we need to remind people they're individuals and they are like one with God. They are a higher being. They are not just a bag of bones. Like they're not just a a slave to the machine. And then maybe they'll think we'll think higher of ourselves and maybe choose what we consume. Like we choose our diet from, from food, right? Our consumption of media is the same thing. Anything that we consume, relationships, conversations, media, food, what we breathe, anything that we consume physically or emotionally or spiritually is a diet, and our diet is so screwed up. We need to re-educate the diet, All the, the whole human diet on what we take in. I think that would be a place to start. Remind people to tell... Help people see that, what do you feel when you listen to this song? Like a crappy, like a negative rap song. And I hate, like rap, the genre is not the problem. It's the current state, like rap has been hijacked. Um, rap has been hijacked, hip-hop has been hijacked. So it's I'm not. I have no problem with the genre itself. It's just the lyrics that are coming through it right now. We have to ask people, how do you feel when you listen to this? Just because it's here on, like check in with yourself do you feel positive listening to this or are you just letting it hit you and like you're just like oh you're just completely unconscious we've got to wake people up and be like what are you listening to think about it like turn it off turn it off if you really don't want to hear it and send a message it's like voting with your dollars on a company that might be immoral you vote by pay- by buying from another company vote immoral music out of the mainstream by not listening to it and listening to my music <laughs> <laughs> or anyone like me
0: Right. But I think you're touching upon something that is so powerful. It's very, very, very hard to out and try to change. It has to do with belonging. I think a lot of people feel like they don't belong in their society, in their school, in the world. And something that is so effective at bringing this this feeling of belonging to something is music, and whether that's what you would call tasteless music is irrelevant because this sense of belonging just yes. trumps, it trumps everything else. So you know who cares if someone doesn't think it's good music? It makes them feel like oh, now I'm where I belong.
1: You're right. I don't. I I don't think that that's. We sh- we, sh- we should still acknowledge that it's how it affects us, right? But 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 I, but you're saying that that's why we're stuck. We're stuck in complacency because people do feel a part of it, right? Even if it's a negative thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: I think so. In the same way that I feel I belong in the music I listen to. So it really doesn't matter if someone somewhere criticizes it. That would mm-hmm. just uh, increase the feeling I have of belonging, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's this is, this is a good point. I mean, I'm gonna run into people that disagree with. No, I'm not saying you disagree with me, but you are giving me an opposite side perspective. That is that is interesting. That is that is important for me to hear.
0: Right? Yeah, I I'm a bit of a devil's advocate here.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, you want to heal the music industry. Do you have an idea of how the world looks like with this healed music industry.
1: So there's a few pieces to it and I'm just a spark. I can't do it by myself. I don't want to do it by myself. I just, no one's talking about this out there. I think people talk about it to each other, but no one's talking about it. So I'm just like, I have nothing to lose. Right. That's also the thing. Like I have no industry, uh, career to risk by talking about it, so that's a benefit. Also, why I didn't get to get famous in the past because I wouldn't be able to talk about this stuff. I would be risking my career. Now I can just start from the bottom talking about it. Uh, what it would look like is is I'm going to try and make it simple. It would one. I mean, there's two pieces. There's the morality, and then there's the financial part. There's the, that artist. It's not just artists that need to be paid better, it's just the wealth needs to be distributed differently like it does in general. Like wealth needs to be redistributed period around the world. Music industry is that just that. It's an industry. It's um it's it's like 20-30 billion dollars a year. It's going up every year. That money is going to the top just like it does at every corporation. That needs to come down and that will help. Um, that'll help because that'll allow artists like myself to get paid to like be able to do more it'll be able it'll, it'll allow it'll allow a whole class to come back a class of artists it'll allow the artist class to exist again which doesn't exist really right now in modern in modern american society it, western society it doesn't really exist it's either working musician or poverty or starving artist or wealthy there's no artist class right musician playing guitar playing gigs you know, that's a musician. Is that an artist living their full artistic dream? No. So I wouldn't call that artist class. But like an artist or whoever, you have to be doing whatever your soul wants to do. Then that would be considered like artist class for me. So the money thing is one. And then obviously the 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 morality, the, the moral accountability. I think that that's all that it is. That's all that I would say healing the industry is on a top level. Because if you take stock in what's morally appropriate on mass, right? Like I said, there is a place for everything, but like take a look and see if there's, you know, how many trap rappers do we have on our roster? Do we need one more? Do we want to like diversify? Do we want to have a Chad LeWine? Do we want to have a whatever, you know, whoever, do we want to have something different? That's the question that they need to ask themselves. And, and the answer to the question is always, well, how much money can they make? And then, 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 then they, they, they go, I know there are people in the industry that want change too. It's just, they're not the ones with the, with the dollars. They're not the ones with the money saying, go get that. It's just, a, it's, we need, we need, I want to, healing the industry starts with healing the individual. And I think allowing a space and starting a conversation that just, to just admit that we're screwed up. That's, The first step to admitting it because everyone knows it, but admitting it is where where it needs to start.
0: I really agree. We're quite screwed up. Yes. And we need to acknowledge it, Uh, whatever that looks like.
1: And all 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 up and down, not just major labels, but going down to the local gig thing where when I was coming up in my first couple of years and obviously still going like this. But there was this, before the internet, there was venues, smaller venues would pay musicians to play, to entertain their guests. Now, I guess it's because the money dried up because of streaming and the internet, and it went it went away, and it went away. And there's so many musicians now. There's so many artists. they're saturated. Now, you... Musicians don't get paid. You just don't get paid unless you're filling a, a hundred people, right? You don't. You don't get anything. I think that's on the lowest level. That needs to change. Like we need to, we need to. Rem, we need to. I think that's a third thing. The public needs to be educated that music isn't free. That artists are not commodities. That that fans don't own the artist. They are not entitled to the art. It is it's not a government subsidy. Right. It's not a government service, but it could be like actually it's a great idea in the in in Scandinavia isn't art a government thing. Yeah, some in addition to private, but it's also government backed like that would be a huge step in America reminding people that music is should be revered and not just consumed.
0: Right, yes. Uh, I was thinking about it while you were talking. I'm here in Sweden and in, uh, in Scandinavia, as you say, the government supports uh, artists with very small audiences. But what happens then is that you still have this very strong mainstream, which is uh, very, very similar to the mainstream in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have these parallel worlds, you have uh, niche artists, I can say, with with um, a relatively small audience, but who really love what they do, who then uh, applies for government funding and gets that. And then you have these this bunch of others. And I don't really see the groups uh, mixing very much. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But right. is that something you would prefer, though?
1: I mean, I think that, I don't think they need to mix. I think, I mean, I don't know enough, right? I don't know enough about what you're commenting on. But I think just re, just educating. Well, talking America specifically, educating the public that art is not free. Yeah. Period. I mean, that alone is it. Like it wasn't. Yeah. What's the specific question again? Actually.
0: I think the question was, how does the world look like with a heel, the music industry? Oh,
1: right, right. Okay. And well, I've said, I said, yes, I think I've, I've, I've fulfilled <laughs> that answer.
0: Right, right. But, you know, your moral point about the um, uh, the content of lyrics there, I, I'm just thinking, you know, it's not the music industry's fault that uh, a certain type of music might be pretty much the only source that young people have for certain types of content, if you know what I mean. Like, what would happen to the content of lyrics if there was a totally different approach to sex education and talking about mental health and violence and stuff like that? That could really change something. (laughs) So, you know, the music industry is like, they're just, it's just following Whatever
1: society, um, yeah, you're Co- right,
0: yeah,
1: you're right, and that's where I that's where the mission comes. The mission is not about the music, it's about the message. It's about we're f- fucked up as a society.
0: That's yeah. how we got here, yeah. that's how yeah. we got here.
1: Yeah. And the people that the people, I mean, you're right, they're going and making money off of the fact that we're so screwed up. Is that <laughs> that's immoral, I think, but they are free to do whatever they want and we, we can't we you're right we can't we can't i can't argue with that i can't change that but it all comes everything comes down to we've lost our connection to whatever spiritual thing you want to call, call it like we've lo- we've forgotten that we are the pale blue dot spinning in the middle of the universe and we are everything and nothing like let's remember let's like have reverence for life we've lost the reverence for life I think that's, we we've, we've come to this point of complacency, of nihilism, and that is what's breeding this, this music, you're right, this, the, the, the complete collapse and, or never, never have been built foundation of mental health advocacy is the problem, it is the problem, with mm-hmm. all, you're right, so media, and this is great, because you're I'm thinking about it differently. That's all a manifestation of society's problems. You're right. Not not one person in the music industry is saying, this is what we're going to give you. This is saying, well, this is what you like, so we're going to give it to you. We need to change what people like. Exactly. <laughs> I love that because you're helping me further... Further clarify my whole thing.
0: Oh, well, that's nice to hear. But I, I really like the perspective of the blue dot as well. Uh, one of the most liberating experiences recently was to watch a, a documentary series. A documentary series about the solar system, and to be reminded of where we are. And what is and that?
1: I want to watch that. What really, is that? Oh,
0: what was it called? Uh, uh, it was a BBC series. Uh, quite recently. Um, I would have to look it up and send it to you. It might have been called just the solar system, but I I, I need to look it up for you. It was Brian Cox who was uh, hosting that. Yes, it was really amazing. And one of the most amazing things for me was that no matter what we do on this planet, no matter what the climate is up to or whatever, this planet will cease to exist at some point. At some point, mm-hmm. the sun will become a red giant yep. and this planet will simply not be anymore. And that's an amazing thought. It just takes right. the pressure of um, many things.
1: Yes. <laughs> and that that period of time when it goes from now until then is a snap. <laughs>
0: <Right>. Well, <laughs> luckily, we won't get to um, experience right. uh, that. But um, you are so passionate about your musician mission was there an event in your life that triggered Hmm. this
1: good question i haven't been asked that before no i think i came to this earth woke i mean i know i did i hate that word i love that word but it was it's been bastardized and like like um villainized by the media but i like to use it because it's like its original purpose is, is still there i'm awakened i know i knew i like to think that because my father was jewish and my mother was christian i celebrated hanukkah and christmas so i was like wow none of these are real they can't both <laughs> exist <laughs> right <laughs> exactly, so yeah the religion the like organized religion was just completely thrown out but i knew there was some sense of god energy spirit purpose i was a very very sensitive kid i was you know i think they call them Violet, Indigo Child, right? There's all these names for Star Seed, but I, I, have, I believe everyone on Earth right now is that. Like we're all here. I've done basically since I was 18. I've been studying the human condition, spirituality, law of attraction, other laws of the universe, unorganized religion, New Age. I've been studying it all, and that. I mean, ever since 18, I saw when I saw. The Secret, the movie The Secret, which was the public's introduction to the Law of Attraction. I was hooked on bettering myself and understanding life secrets. So just like understanding the secret of life has been my mission. And I, I, I understand it. I have understood it for a while. I'm I just getting my own life together now because I am human and I'm not perfect and I have problems. But that's, that's what the, the mission has been. I've been since birth wanting to make a change, wanting to do something massive. And I, like I had said that my ego ran the show for quite a while because I'm now realizing that I had had an extremely traumatic life, nothing like majorly, hugely like violent or catastrophic, but just emotionally traumatic throughout my life. So I have been desperate for love most of my life. And I think that's a lot of artists are a lot of a lot of artists are, you know, that just creates creates an artist. I think that 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 lack of something in life will create an artist who is seeking or a seeker in general, a seeker. If you're missing something substantial, whether it's money, love, something like that, a basic human need. If you're missing it, you're going to speak it throughout your adult life. And I just came to this earth knowing that some, that, that, that I'm not from here. Right. We're not, we are not earthly beings. We are spiritual beings that come here and visit and we can choose to stay. We can, we can choose to go somewhere else or go back to non-physical heaven, the angels, the planets, or the angels, whatever. Um, But that this is, this is the first time that I've been able to speak that mission in one sentence this this year is the first time i've been able to say that we many people many musicians and artists say i want to spread positivity i want to help people change their lives but that's so cli- cliche at this point and so generalized that you can't break through with that mentality and then you're also like shoved to the side of like hippie and and airy fairy and woohoo and you're compartmentalized over there you're not going to be mainstream I think I've figured out how to put that into a mainstream package.
0: And if anyone is listening to this and resonates with what you're describing, how can they join this movement that you have started?
1: Ooh. So, I mean, <laughs> joining the movement is really just living it, living by example, calling out music that is not serving the moment, calling out. If someone says, oh, if, if like living your truth to a f- fault, not to a fault. I don't like saying to a fault, but living your truth to a T is how you can is how you join. Like, it's really just a mindset. Listen to my music. Yes. Create your own music. If you're an if you're an artist or a creator of any kind, if you are in any position where you have influence. Be mindful of what you're doing. That's how you join. If you are a listener make play make make playlists that are positive uh call just like it just keeps going back to like listen to your truth don't waver from your truth call out the bullshit and support the support the real shit and sign up for my email right. email list <laughs> and follow me on instagram what will,
0: uh, what will uh, they get if they sign up for your email list Right now, become a protector. Yes. On your website. Because, yeah.
1: So, I that that phrase now, like, all these fandoms have names for their fans. Like, the fans have, like, Beyonce's the beehive, Ariana Grande, or whatever is, like, the something army. <laughs> I don't like, like, also, I want to enc- remind people, encourage people to think about the words that we use as a society. Like, army is not a positive word. <laughs> it means war right army is to defend it's a po- it's a positive thing we need as a culture as a society to protect ourselves but calling your fans an army sounds fun but at the root you're saying war like you're saying we're prepared for war with other fans or whatever and that happens like these fandoms go after people and hurt people based on to defend their artist it's like the word "Stan." I had a conversation with another podcaster who's also an artist. The word "Stan," that which is like the the word for an ultra fan. You know, Are you familiar? The word. No,
0: st- I haven't heard of that. Okay, the, so the
1: word "Stan" is a, a reference to the Eminem song "Stan." Do you know that song?
0: Uh,
1: um, it, what's I'm the one sure where that. it's Dido is Dido is sampled and it's like My tea's gone called him on June, why Got out of bed at all. Morning rain clouds on my window. Right, and then it Emin- rings a bell then, from
0: uh, two thousand or about,
1: something. About yes, and then Eminem <laughs> raps, and he's like, "I wrote you, a still letter, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom." Anyway, it's this fan writing in every verse is <laughs> this fan writing another letter that gets more and more violent and and uh, stalkerish, and at the end of the song, the fan kills himself and his girlfriend by driving his car into the river and i'm like this is a very powerful important message because eminem shares that message but we're now calling ultra fans stands but do we realize (laughs) how deeply messed up that word is like you're saying Uh... that you are such a fan that you would kill yourself and your partner like (laughs) that's the energy behind the word and people don't realize there's energy behind everything so i'm calling my fans I'm not, letting, I'm not letting them pick, because a lot of these artists, the fans create the name. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not trying to control anyone, but I'm not letting my, artist, my fans call themselves an army. No. We are protectors. You are a protector. If you're a fan of my music, you're a protector. You're a protector in life. You're a protector of the sanctity of music. So... Live that. That's all that it takes. And I'm actually thinking about creating a pledge and I'm trying to walk the line of culty because I can't, I was in a cult and I'm making sure that I don't become a cult leader. Uh, but, like, I think I'm think i thinking about creating a pledge. It's just, like, as a protector, I will do exactly what I told you. Like, call out the negative stuff when appropriate, live my life by my truth, and protect the vulnerable. That's it. It's not like I'm bowing my existence to Chad Lawine. It's like I'm going to just live my life as a protector. And and then yes, if Chad is the inspiration, great. I'll be the inspiration, but I'm not going to be the dictator. So that's you'll get in the email list, you'll get updates on all my stuff, but also you'll get my thoughts because I share my thoughts in long form on my website like about issues that, in general. I have I have um currently an article about Christian music and how why is that the only place where you can get this super positive feeling in the music industry? And like I love I'm not hating on Christian music. I'm asking why that's the only place. And another one about like reformatting high school and how we need to figure out how to like let kids explore more before we send them off to college and like they pick something they have no idea about. So I share things of all way beyond music. um, But that's the best way to stay in touch because social media, you don't own social media. You know, that could shut down at any time. You can't hit everyone. But email and text is a direct connection. To me directly.
0: Yeah, that's chadlerwine.com.
1: Chadlerwine.com, L E W I N E.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be here.
1: Thank you for having me. This is a very stimulating one.
0: Thanks for listening to us today. Feel free to leave a comment on my coffee page or on Instagram. The accounts are both called the Music Sessions Journey Podcast. I'll be back, but I don't know with what or with who or what time. I'm glad you're here. Take care.